Fix Insider August 25. Retail Media. A new Boston consulting paper argues first-party data is retail's next growth engine and describes the four levers needed to unlock profit, essentially loyalty, personalization, retail media and monetizing data. Liveramp agree but think CPGs need to go further. In a way this is all good sense but leaves two key issues still to be resolved. How much is one PD actually worth? Getting consent isn't easy or cheap, so knowing its true value dictates how you best harvest it. Where is it most valuable? The canvas for retail media is still relatively small, time spent on the Walmart app or by a Tesco gondola end is limited. The real prize is unleashing the data across more popular media. But is one PD cheaper, better than AI creating lookalike audiences? As Amazon announced they will push ads into Pinterest BuzzFeed and others, a smart fix reader told me he thinks Amazon are short of inventory, at least against the demand they have. This article on why retail media is the future of TV advertising gets the opportunity, detailing some of the high-profile U.S. collaborations and explaining the logic. Retailers can expand their reach through off-site advertisements on major media networks. Streamers get first-party data from retail media networks to target ads more effectively. Brands can move up the funnel beyond search ads to reach. What's not to like? Maybe the premium pricing? Measurement is key and market mix modeling is evolving to provide the evidence justifying the movement of money. AI. Arguably the main beneficiary of Gen AI, so far, is chip maker NVIDIA, whose stock value has tripled this year to $1.2 trillion. Everyone else is still looking for use cases and whilst they are being identified, do they justify the hype? Or is it still early days? A typically erudite podcast from Benedict Evans considers the need for a product, what's the spreadsheet equivalent of Gen AI? Is there one? Scientist Gary Marcus quotes Benedict when he asks what if generative AI turned out to be a dud? Adage compiles a list of how major ad agencies are using AI, all worthwhile but nothing that fundamentally changes things. Our friends at Brandtech choose their top 40 creative AI tools and you can see how workflows can be impacted, and improved. But is that it? VC Andrew Chen describes how he has changed the way he approaches blogging. Makes sense but does it prove AI is still a vitamin rather than a painkiller? One thing this week does look intriguing, Snapchat is expanding with a new gen AI product called Dreams. Apparently, it imagines Dreams as a way to use AI-generated selfies to place pictures of you in fantastical places and scenarios. I believe Snap is the most creative company in tech. They know their audience really well and have an enviable track record of innovative products, that the rest of the industry complement, by stealing the idea. Is Dreams the next stories? The UK government are canvassing opinion from media and creative firms, with the DCMS writing asking what people's concerns were, particularly around copyright and the potential for deepfakes. Merchant. In another attempt to thwart the foxes ruining my green roof, such a hackney problem, I was buying plastic mats and was perplexed by the range and prices on Amazon. Googling threw up ads from Temu and it's so much cheaper. The product is yet to arrive so I may be premature but could the Chinese merchants that dominate Amazon search results find a new home with Temu? Is Amazon vulnerable? I mentioned here a while back that pound shop equivalents, like Dollar General, were opening lots of new stores in the US and the Wall Street Journal report that Alibaba and JD were pivoting to discounted low price goods in China. How does the cost of living crisis change shopping? 44% of Levi's sales are DTC, up from 36% in 2021 and their chief digital officer has a target of 55% by 2027. Recruited from Nordstrom the CDO shares a lot of smart thinking in this interview. And then the third big opportunity is what we're calling create a digital flagship experience. Already, 75% of our traffic is mobile. 
We have 26 million customers in our loyalty program. And we already see a meaningful number of customers that are already shopping in an omni-channel way. So, how do you really amplify all of that? Chinese fashion app Shine has struck a deal with US retailer Forever 21, where Forever 21 clothes will be sold on the Shine app and Shine concessions could pop up in Forever 21 stores. There are those who decry loyalty and advocate always chasing new to brand customers. But smart brands know the best way to justify acquisition costs is to keep customers loyal and focus on lifetime value as well as CAC. VC firm A16Z explain why investors focus on these figures. TikTok Given the success of TikTok made we buy it could Amazon be vulnerable to TikTok taking sales in-house? Rumors say they plan to ban links to outside e-commerce, but the firm deny this. Clearly they want to take a bigger share of the sales they drive, so we'll try lots of tactics. Regulation in the EU is driving a significant change, users can switch off the secret sauce. As part of our efforts to meet DSA requirements, we will soon be giving our European community another way to discover content on TikTok by allowing them to turn off personalization. This means there for you and live feeds will instead show popular videos from both the places where they live and around the world, rather than recommending content to them based on their personal interests. This will be interesting to follow as much of the success of TikTok comes from the algorithm. But there is a general point here, consider how much content you reject by scrolling. Do people just remember the content they choose to pause and view? And considering how good the algorithms are supposed to be how many of the recommendations served up by Twitter, Instagram and Facebook do you choose to follow? Now New York is banning TikTok from all government devices. In the latest good TikTok creative we look at stealth wealth fashion brand Loro Piana. Fast last mile. More turmoil, Oya closes and Getter cuts 10% of staff. But majestic partner with Uber Eats. In the US cost of living issues seem to be impacting online grocers. While the total number of households shopping for groceries online rose 5%, order frequency dropped 10%. The total number of online orders sank almost 6%, largely attributed to a 13% dip in delivery orders. Average order value, AOV, was also down 1.5%, with the biggest drop coming from pickup. Looking at the UK Reuters reports price cuts from Sainsbury and Ocado. New TV. Since the dawn of the internet the telcos have been pushing to share the riches made by GAFA etc. services enabled by the networks they build and maintain. They make a healthy living from being dumb pipes and have also done well from device sales. But they want more and now focus on the bandwidth hungry streaming players. The EU seem to be taken with the idea. Netflix are finally getting out of the DVD business. Despite reports they still have a million customers relying on those iconic envelopes they are stopping the business in the coming weeks. And in a neat move to avoid being swamped by used DVDs they are saying customers can keep any discs they have. Measurement remains a key issue across Newt and the inability to compare streaming apples to linear apples will hold growth back. One good example why the disparity over the Amazon showing the Thursday night NFL game. Amazon data showed an audience 18% higher than Nielsen reported, which equates to a lot of money. Money talks and this year Nielsen will incorporate the Amazon data. AdTech AdTech banker Terry Kawiya nails the industry view on the Google scandal over YouTube ads appearing on made-for-advertising sites. With the new revelations about child tracking compounding the issue, all the Google haters are out in force. Google have forcibly rejected the allegations but the debate runs on. In this interview the founder of Adalytics double down on their report, though being careful to stress this study should not be construed as a legal commentary. The allegations about Google has raised the issue of made-for-advertising sites, with Groupman announcing they are removing such sites from their inclusion lists. 
but that is made difficult as the industry struggles to define MFA sites, Digiday tries to help. One question I don't see answered anywhere, are Taboola and Outbrain MFA? When you walk like a duck and quack. A buyer has emerged for what's left of media math. Infillion was formed out of a Disney ad tech business they sold off. And the headlines color the imminent court case where the U.S. Department of Justice take on Google over their practice of encouraging handset manufacturers to make Google the default search engine. Metaverse. I mentioned the Disney exec charged with running their Metaverse strategy left the same week they announced a new AI strategy team. The drum have been looking for other Metaverse leads and seeing where they are now. It's actually quite illuminating, a number continue to pioneer for their companies. Vogue Business report that NFTs are being used in loyalty programs and my own experience is that if you get past flowery PowerPoint and into robust experiments with a business case, great progress is possible. For example platforms like Roblox can be fertile territory for brands with the right story, even if you are not a particularly cool brand. They are opening up to advertisers but you really need the right partner to help navigate these opportunities. Plus plus. Def Jam founder Rick Rubin is a long way from a typical music exec, as his recent book on creativity shows. He has a regular podcast and his latest guest is legendary adman Rory Sutherland. It's long but so far it's really good. The Economics of Acting, FT. Creator Economy 2.0, What We've Learned, Why It's Hard, and What's Next, Andrew Chen, A16Z. What's Really Causing Big Media Company Disruption. Dylan Collins, Super Awesome. Here Come the Driverless Taxis, FT. China Smartphones, Demand for Long Life Handsets Shrinks the Market.